I'm sorry I'm dope, nigga. Wrap your mind around it, embrace it. This is a fact of life. God, I am so good. Welcome back, welcome back. This is the No Clue Podcast. We're back. We are back. We had a little hiatus. We had a lot of drama between... Personal stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're back, we're back. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for tuning in. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mikhail, or Michael. And, uh, you know, we're we're back. Um, A lot to talk about as far as music goes. Uh... We were here gathering some sports news to talk about, but uh, <laughs> let's get let's get right into um. You Going to basketball for football? Or you want to do basketball? Let's, let's do basketball. go basketball first today. All right. All right. I gotta say, man, it sucks to to see what happened to Murray, Dejounte Murray. Yeah, I I wanted to start with that too. Uh, like, I don't know how good he was about to be or, you know, will be, mm-hmm. but I liked, I liked his progression as a player in the couple years that I have seen him. Yeah. And I also like the energy with which he played. Like he plays hungry all the time and I love those, those types of players. So yeah, for sure. He's, he's, um, become a really, uh, imp- impressive defensive player to me yeah I, I did, at first he kind of looks like a role player that started for a, like a year maybe a year and a half for me then last year he really started to blossom into being a really good starter to me and um you know i felt like he was third tier you know above the um dj augustine's yeah, and, yeah, uh, for sure. I like the aggressiveness also, which he played with. Like, he can't shoot the ball, which you would think would have him out of the league. Right. But he, he stays aggressive, but it's not in a too clueless manner. Like, he's still under control the majority of the time. He knows, like, where his spots are. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a new look team this year. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know how good they look. I mean,. Yeah, I don't know how good, but it's new. It's new for something he would have to adapt to. Uh, now I talked about their bench. I think yeah, last we podcast. talked about it. Bench is pretty trash. Uh, this so is going to be exciting gonna to see what Popovich could do. If Popovich could get these guys to the playoffs, uh, no. uh, that's that's, that's going to be quite the accomplishment. They'd have to make a. They need to crazy run, or make a serious pickup, like. And that wouldn't surprise me if they pulled something like that off. Yeah, I mean, Monte Ellis is still out there. I mean, I'm not saying he's like a he would fill the hole, but he's a decent someone decent to bring the ball up court if you don't have anybody. Um and I think Popovich could get the most out of like mo- the majority of his players. Yeah. So a guy like Monte not playing with the ball so much, maybe uh, I think I, I mean I think he'd do damage. Yeah. Then again, I um, think Monte could do damage with a lot of teams. I do too. I don't know why he didn't get picked up last. No year. idea. I know he has to miss 15 games, but 
you know, it's better than yeah. not having Murray for the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have someone that's going to miss a couple games than all of them. So, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. Like, uh, just to more, more on Murray, I've gone, I don't know if I've told on the podcast, but I have gone through an ACL tear. Uh, and it's, it's tough, man, to get back. Like, I mean, everybody sees it, all these guys that come back, and they're not the same player. Yeah. And 95% of the time, it's not because the knee's still messed up. Right. You know, guys can't overcome And I hope he can overcome it because I want to see him play. I want to see him do good. Yeah. It's going to be tough, though, man. It's going to be on him. Yeah, it is. It really is. And, um. They don't have a lot of time as a team, in my opinion. No, they don't. Popovich doesn't have a lot of time left. Um, Powell is <laughs> – he may already be done in a way. Yeah. Uh, Powell's got one foot much. in retirement as far as I can tell. <laughs> right. Aldridge is already baited leaving multiple times. And, you you know, you're just not going to get it done with just DeRozan on your team, obviously. So – uh, we'll see. I don't think DeRozan wants to stay there long term anyway. So I don't know, man. I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that too fast. I want to see what it looks like first. Yeah, and I think DeRozan is a guy who. I don't think he really cares about location. I think he just wants to be loved. You know. Yeah, I mean, he showed that. Yeah, he's a he's a warrior. For whatever team you put him on, he's gonna go out there and do you know everything he can do. Yeah. But uh, I still don't know if I think if it's out there, seeing now how the teams work, you know, it can make someone disillusioned about after being traded. You know, it's a big it's it's tough on the heart being traded. Um. <coughs> Real quick though about injuries. Yeah, go think, ahead. I don't think Paul George gets enough credit for his comeback. Um, uh, what do you mean, like the fact that he came back and is still a fire player? Yeah, exactly. He came back and is still top fifteen. Like, yeah, in everyone's mind, with one of the most gruesome injuries ever televised in basketball. Yeah, he d- he did. I'll give him. And he I came mean, back in year, under a year, under a full year. Yeah. I mean, that that's huge. I, I feel like it kind of got overlooked because I think people just think he was supposed to do that. But, you know, people have had less injuries and didn't come, you know, not a series of injuries and came back terrible or didn't come yeah. back at all. No, I, yeah, man, that was tough, man. That was scary. I remember that happening, too. Yeah, I, I remember I missing. Too. I remember missing the game. Like I didn't. I never watched the, whatever it was. A scrimmage, right? Blue versus white. No, no. I think it was a. Um, I think it was a world game. Was no, it? it had to be a scrimmage. Oh, it was. A, yeah, I guess it was then. Like a of practice the o- scrimmage. Olympic team, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a Olympic scrimmage. I never watched those because you don't get anything from them, and I mean they don't really try all that hard. I was watching. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I was watching because it was Rose's first time back on the court. D. Rose. Right, right, right. And Rose, you know, had a couple of really nice plays. They're like, oh, yeah, Rose is back, man. Finally, he's healthy. You know, everything. And then <laughs> while everyone's watching Rose, 
Paul George gets hurt. So, like, <laughs> you know, it was kind of crazy. It was it was weird to see. And it was just a freak accident. i never seen that happen before or since. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, they moved it back since then. Moved the, the uh, baskets back. Yeah, but that never happened before as far as no, I, I know. It definitely, yeah. i never seen it happen before either. And, like, I, I play basketball, you know, on a daily basis. I see guys flying into the wall, but I don't really see guys going, like, foot first into the wall. Yeah, and, and you know, it's – I guess, I don't know. Those baskets, I don't know, man. It was just a freak accident. I'm, it, it is awesome that he came back. Like, he's 100% at this point. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, Rose still isn't back to where he was. Yeah, what, what, what'd you think of Rose? You you see the stuff he said about like, oh, 11 years later and I'm still playing. Like uh, most guys <laughs> would have been out of the league by now. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I did see it, but I didn't think too much about it. What do you think about it? I don't know, man. I think he's fine. Like he's fine as, uh, as like a regular NBA player. Yeah. I think he could he could step in and be a good role player for a lot of teams. Yeah. And and to to an extent I agree with him. Uh-huh. I mean he's he's overcome a ton of injuries. Like when we talked about one one major injury's hard enough to come back from. Right. I mean he's done it what, three times? He did what? Each ACL and a meniscus. Did he tear each ACL too? <laughs> I, I thought it was so. just I thought it was just one ACL, and then it was, like, the meniscus multiple times. Oh, maybe he did both meniscus and an ACL. Yeah, I don't I could be wrong, too, but he's he's dealt with a lot of stuff. Yeah, of course. He had the ankle thing that took him out forever. Yeah, then I remember they came back with his shoes, had the new ankle support. <laughs> oh, dude, his, his shoes are the reason I tore my ACL. <laughs> the goddamn crazy lights. Shout out to Adidas. <laughs> nah, Adidas, you not getting no fucking shout out. <laughs> Adidas has had more bodies than any other. Took brand. y'all, took y'all bricks to make a decent product. Like, what's going on? Right. Yeah. Like, I'm just waiting for Harden's some oh, Harden's dude, new on, addition man. to start going crazy. People getting hurt. You know, I don't want Harden to get hurt. Though, I mean, but I'm just saying. I know something's gonna happen. <laughs> what'd you What'd Derek. you think of Mello, man? You You catch any any of the preseason action? I did. I saw the for uh, his apology for not taking a three. I thought he looked good. I liked his shot selection. I don't want Mello to be in the three point thing, like their little three point competition or whatever they do. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, I think I think he can do some damage though. Oh, he will. I'm, I think he. Like I think he could help it, but I don't want him to um play their game. Like that's not his game, just threes. He can hit threes, but he was his mid range is more dangerous than his threes to me. But I think Dan Tony's smart enough to and and I, I I'm a, I'm hoping they don't do this every night, but I think if Melo hits a few shots early on or if Melo gets it going I think D'Antoni's a smart enough coach that he'll get him the ball a little bit more. Yeah, I think so, too. So I think Melo won't have a huge impact, 
But I think he'll have some like big stat like scoring games just because he's gonna get the touches. Yeah, I gotcha. I think so too. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, to be fair, like last year, we were, I was saying this exact same thing. I thought Melo looked great in preseason. I thought he looked great in the the practice like footage we we saw. Obviously, the hoodie phenomenon was going strong. Uh huh. And then the season started, and it just. I mean, it's like like you said, the monsters. Somebody just took away all his powers. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, it was just crazy to me. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping we don't get a repeat of that. I don't think we will. Yeah, I, I hope think, so. I think we I might. Mean, I hope we don't. You say you think we will? I think we might. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, think I just think too many good teams are gonna pick on him. Um. Yeah, but if he's coming off the bench, hopefully he won't be in there with people who can. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Who are capable? Yeah. Or you know, not too many people. Um, then yeah. then Tony hopefully could get something good out of him. Yeah, he uh, oh he will for sure. But I hope that I know this this makes Melo sound worse. But I hope that they play Melo's game and Melo doesn't play Rocket's game. That's all I. That's all I'm hoping oh, for. Oh, dude. Which is how it, it has to be for Melo. That's what his problem is. But I'm just saying the bench, not the not the whole team. But when the bench, when Melo's out there, I can't. Melo can't be a Rocket, like, like they are. You know, that's just not who he is. I think. I think he can. I hope he. I mean, this is a perfect world, but. If he could find a healthy balance between Mellow Mellow and a rocket version of Mellow, I mean, I'd, he'd be a problem. Oh, I agree. But like you said, the perfect world. Uh, At the end of the day, man, whatever he's doing, I just hope he's somewhat efficient. That way, not the whole goddamn like NBA viewing public is roasting him. Yeah. Because I feel like he was unanimously roasted last year. He was. I mean, did he deserve it? Probably, but still, like, it sucks, man. Melo used to be a, like, a great player. Yeah. Yeah. What What other teams you catch? Um, I caught the Kings. I know <laughs> they don't matter necessarily. Yeah, did, did you catch any of the rookies? Did Bagley play? Yeah, he did, and he played how'd good. He, how'd he look? He looked good. I definitely see the Chris Bosh comparison coming to light. Um, he's a better rebounder than I kind of thought he would be. I know it's just preseason, and, like, the other team didn't have, like, their best. I think they were playing the Lakers. Um, they played the Lakers and Warriors in preseason. Yeah. And they didn't have, like, you know, obviously Cousins wasn't out there, so it wasn't like he was rebounding against an all-star rebounder. But um, I think he had double-digit rebounds. And uh, the team overall, they have a nice young core, man. I know it it looks like a D-League team playing NBA teams. And, and I know that sounds negative, but it's actually a positive because I really see these guys getting better. Like it really looks like they're developing. You know, I, I agree. I like I like a lot of the pieces they've chosen to take in the draft. 
Yeah. And like somebody's, you know, buddy healed is is uh, is taking a little bit longer than, I mean, I don't know if people thought he was going to be good, but you know, I, I mean, I th- I'm hoping Darren Fox takes a step forward. Yeah. Which I'm pretty confident he will. I also really liked uh, the North Carolina guy, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. I like him. He reminds me of like a. Um, and hold on, uh, with with this comparison, <laughs> okay. But he his path is kind of like Devin Booker, where wait, where Devin Booker was was a like a respectable college player, but he didn't wow anybody. Right. And he got to the NBA and he started doing that. The, right. he, the Jackson, the similarity with Jackson comes from, I think the NBA game is more suited for him. Okay. Because so, he's got that length. He's a, he's a quality shooter, but he's, he's got a good, like first step so he can make things happen. I, I'm hoping he, he takes another step forward. Okay. I have no problem with that. Okay. Uh, Obviously Bagley's, I don't need to say it top pick. Yeah. And I I do think I think they have a lot of athleticism. Uh, Mason played really good off the bench. They got Yoki Farrell coming off the bench there too. Um, you know, three good young guards. Um, you know, I think Buddy's a good shooter. I, I like how they look, man. I mean, I, obviously I don't think they're gonna make any splash now, but they're, they're building for the future, which is good. Yeah. Not everybody can have four all stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have a <laughs> off the wall comparison too, but and like I said, like you said, wait on this. They remind me of the young Warriors when all the older players left, and it was like second year Curry, uh, first year Clay. I think Draymond you're talking about like when the first championship time came around. No, bef- well, when Mark Jackson like first got the job. Okay, okay. I'm talking about way back then, like yeah, yeah. when they were right. really young. Okay. And it reminds me, um, that I think they kind of have that kind of uh, development um, chance, not to be three-peat champions, you know, not to be three-time champs, but I'm saying they have a chance to have some really, really, some all-stars come out of there, I think, over time. I think the Bulls are very – and I think about the Bulls the same way. Yeah, I like what the Bulls are doing also. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, the two uh, – surprisingly, I haven't gotten a chance to catch the Wizards. Um, unfortunately, uh, I, my time just hasn't quite allotted. I didn't watch a full game, but I saw some highlights. Uh, How's Dwight look? Was he playing? Um, I didn't see any Dwight highlights. <laughs> That's I was I mean, looking for them, but I didn't. See he him. still might be out there. It wouldn't surprise me if he's still out there, not getting any fucking highlights. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Green had a lot of highlights, though. Yeah, Jeff Green will do that. I don't know. I still he's still an enigma to me. <laughs> I still have he just no has random highlights. I just I have no clue what I'm getting from him. Yeah. On a game to game basis. Yeah, you're right. He'll do just enough. I know he'll do just enough to prove that he belongs on the team, and also just enough to fucking make me pull my hairs out. So, right. Yeah, 
I'll tell you what, the two teams I got to take a look at a little bit, um, I got to look at the Lakers, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, and I got a, a game. I got to watch the Suns-Warriors uh, game. And, okay. I mean, I mean, what is there to say about the Warriors? They're great. They're, they look like they're going to go 82-0. and 0. They're going to be undefeated before Cousins gets there. <laughs> so, I mean, right. what am I going to say? Like. Yeah, they're they're not going to be playing against anyone. The only team the Warriors are competing against is the Warriors. So, right. Uh, but the Suns, I thought, were really interesting, man. I, similar to what you were saying about the Kings. Yeah. I don't think they're quite there because they have holes. Mm-hmm. But I think Aiton is is solid, man. And I didn't think he was this this solid. Yeah, he can play. I really like how he uses his body. I like that he has touch. Uh, he's under control. Like, I don't think I, I noticed a moment of him, like, you know, doing a typical wild big man thing. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I saw that he was he was getting good numbers in the other games, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, I like uh, the guards are my question. I know I know what I'm getting from Booker. <clears throat> but can I get a point guard? Yeah, and you know that's a good segue into the Jimmy Butler talk we were talking about because that was part of the trade that part of a trade that fell through. The um, you heard about the three way the Suns were trying to do? Yeah, and trying to get a point guard either Dragic or uh, I mean Dragic or Teague. So uh. <laughs> They're trying to get a point guard, for sure. They need it. I like the I like them too, man. And we said on here before I, that they would make a, they may surprise some teams. They're moving in the right direction, also. Yeah, they are for sure. Yeah, and they I mean they just fired their GM. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like today or yesterday. Yeah, what do you I don't know what's going on with that. I literally just saw that. I didn't see why. I didn't see like any of the circumstance. I just saw the headline. Yeah, that's wild, man. I don't uh What's going I, on, I man? They got a, they got a war zone outside your house. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the deal was. I thought he did a pretty decent job this off season. Um, yeah. Thought he should have been point guard. Um, you think about it, a lot of these coaching moves they make no sense to me. <laughs> like I was thinking about it honestly a few days ago. Like some of these coach, and this goes to the NFL too. Like uh-huh. some of these coaches get fired. For being successful, but not too successful. And it's like, even though even though they kind of reach their team's ceiling, it's it you know the higher ups assume that like the coach is not enough. Give give me an example. Lionel Hollins. Oh yeah. Okay. I never understood why he got fired. I also never understood why Dave Yeager got fired from the. I believe it was I believe it was Memphis. I mean there was there's there's been so many. Uh I didn't like Frank Vogel getting fired from Indiana. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I thought that was wild. Mm. 
be honest with you, I was one of the few people defending uh, not Scott Brooks, the one before Randy Whitman. I thought Randy <laughs> Whitman was was fine. I didn't. I watching the playoffs. I never thought coaching was our issue. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do know. So I, yeah, man, I I don't want to like get into it. NFL is even worse, but yeah, it just doesn't make the point. I'm I'm talking about it. It doesn't make sense that some of these coaches get these unfair expectations and then suffer. Yeah. And it's in these franchises expect change. And I just, I, I feel like they're looking in the wrong place for it. Yeah. Like, I, I get what you mean. Yep. and then Brett Brown was what, what allowed Brett Brown to stay until this point? I know like he, this past year he was good, but if you think about it, was he, well, from what I read, it was really all um, the guy at the Hawks. Now I can't remember his name. Lloyd Pierce is that his name? Um, I don't. Wanna, is... I don't know. The, whoever coaches the Hawks right now, that the assistant from the Seventy Sixers, I heard. Oh my god! I read that he was the mind culprit. Behind Brett the Brown. culprit. Yeah, that, like this year, that I heard that he was the one. That made all these. You know, it's crazy. A lot of t- that's another issue is that a lot of these high profile coaches, they get like their staff is like a bunch of scapegoats. <laughs> uh, it, it's right? fucked up, man. I, I don't even. It's, there's like a whole hours worth of shit that you could get into with stuff like that, but it it just sucks, man. I, I it's frustrating. Yeah, it is. I'm and I agree with pretty much everybody you said i can't think of someone i don't agree yeah with. I, I need time like i can come back with a list if i'll tell you what and it'll probably happen somebody's gonna get fired way like way too quickly yeah either this year or after the season ends when uh-huh. that happens i'll come back to this i'll come back to this conversation yeah you should i think it'll happen too i mean definitely i definitely thought lionel hollins was fired for no uh, reason un- unacceptable yeah and i thought he was i I won't say great but i thought he was really good i thought he did a really good job everywhere he went i also yeah and what's crazier is that dave yeager came in there and like he kind of carried that team to the same like quality of play yeah and i remember him defending his guy like he just looked like he had the team yeah and that's what I want out of my coach. And, I mean, like, is a coach really going to put Memphis over the top-tier teams? He's not. No. He I can't mean, play the game. The triangle's not going to carry them anywhere because it's Memphis. Right. And I love Mike Conley, but, I mean, you know, it's Mike Conley. It's not Russell Westbrook. Right. It's not Steph Curry. It's not Kyrie Irving. It's Mike Conley. And when they throw money around, that's who – made the dumb decisions yeah man it's it's tough i mean chandler parsons was on the team why (laughs) you know what i couldn't do i couldn't explain that move to you (laughs) (laughs) so to me it wasn't the coaches like if you're paying all this money for chandler parsons someone i can't even use on the court you know how good of a coach can i be that's what i'm saying yeah, it's so. just these these coaches like 
it's almost like the franchises sometimes feel like they have to make a move. Yeah. Uh, it sucks because I understand that feeling of like needing to do something, but I just think it's total like the the blame is totally misplaced. I agree, and I I also think that sometimes credit is misplaced too. Oh, for sure. Like I, I think I've said it on here, but I do not know what the allure to Doc Rivers is. Oh, he's a player's guy. Yeah, but I thought players liked winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go crazy because he was. I thought he did some good things with T Mac way back in the day. Uh, in that raw and in, in that roster, like T Mac carried them. Yeah, but but that roster should never have gone to the playoffs. That like those few Orlando teams. Yeah, that T Mac carried. They had the no was not good though, no business. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, he he won first year with the goat squad, and I'm I'm assuming you're gonna discredit him for that. For the Celtics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna discredit him for that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they had a I think bomb squad. I know they did, but you got to think about it. Rondo wasn't wasn't what Rondo is now. He was better. Yeah, and and he was easier to control. Right. But I think you still had some element of needing to fit all that together. Uh, uh You don't want to give that credit to Doc? I'll give it to the other coach. Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> he was the coach of that team as far as I'm concerned. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I don't think... Like I don't mind Doc Rivers being a coach. Oh, he should be a coach. But I have I have a I have a huge issue when he gets put in the top tier of coaches. Yes, that's, that's my where problem. that's where I cut off. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's fair. I I don't see what why everyone acts like he he just gets every job he wants. Yeah. It, like every time you know he gets a new job, he's head coach, and a. You know, people think every team he goes to is going to be good. And he gets to take over the team? Like, wh- what the fuck is that? Yeah, president of basketball operations? Like, come on. For what? I couldn't tell you. And, you know, he's had good teams other than that first Boston team. And and he's to blame for some of the Clipper collapses. Of course. Like, he's literally not, – not that he's – like, not that he didn't do a good enough job. He's literally to blame. And the, the reason why I don't – the player thing, I don't think he does a good job putting the players together is because that was the one occasion he did do a good job. Since then, his players have went all over the place. Yeah. Chris Paul demands to leave. Blake's knocking coaches out. Uh, You know, DeAndre is – selling his house while he's on the team like you know it's all kinds of stuff going on since then rondo and ray allen got this thing going on you know (laughs) ray is not invited to paul pierce's hall of fame thing uh i think i think tom uh doc rivers i don't know why i almost said tom cruise just now (laughs) (laughs) doc Uh, rivers doc rivers like 
Sometimes I think he's just along for the ride. I think more often than not, he's just along for the ride. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say the coach was... Kind of like the Steve Kerr. Like, come on. Steve Kerr is really like... uh, Like, according to his statistics as a... Like, winning and losing. Yeah. you, You can make a case that he's the greatest coach of all time. Right. Is he? Fuck no. <laughs> right. Like, come he on. For two of the greatest, the two greatest coaches of all times. Yeah. <laughs> and so and don't get me. I give coach. him and I give him credit for, you know, how great the Warriors have been. Mm-hmm. I think he, he does a good job of adding to that, like, dynamic of what they got going on over there. Yeah. But I, I also like I wouldn't give him too much credit for winning. And I'm not I wouldn't I wouldn't give him too much credit for losing. And like you said, why isn't Mark Jackson coaching? Well, I have a funny um, the thing about Mark Jackson is there there's like conspiracies and you got to like really search the Internet late at night to find stuff like this. <laughs> right. I've heard some. But the, there, there are like conspiracies that he was like he was an awful person when he was the coach of the Warriors. To who? Uh, like to members of the the team, like not players, but members of the organization. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, like heard I heard several different things. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would say eighty percent of the Warriors' success should be owed to Mark Jackson. 80. Not, I mean, I shouldn't say, like, this far away. That is like, that is blasphemous. Before Durant. Before Durant. 80? They, yes. Uh, listen, listen, listen. The year they – his last year, they were only, like, a game from going to the Western Conference Finals. If Bogut didn't get hurt, they were going to the Western Conference Finals. They were going to be, like Rem- – Remind me who they lost to? I think the Thunder. Or, nor, or the Clippers, maybe. One of those 2013, teams. right? Was that the first year they lost without I think, <laughs> going I to the championship? Was, yeah, I think it was 2013. When was the first yeah. championship? 14? 14 or 15, I'm not sure. Whatever year right before the championship. The last time I remember them losing was to the... Either, I think it was Clippers. I think it was the Clippers. Well, I mean, the Cavs in the finals, but I'm going before that. Yeah. I think it was the Clippers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. When when Draymond was going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first time Draymond and Blake started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was, that was a good series. Shout out to that series, man. And that, I remember that series, I said the Warriors would win this if they had Bogut. Next year, they won the championship. But, you know, Mark put that three-point weaponry into their DNA. They weren't doing that before Mark. And then they started doing it, and then Steve Kerr, like, took the ship as it was already sailing. But I think Steve Kerr took it, and, like, he took it to the next level. He did. They got better. I'm not saying that they weren't, like, they didn't get better under Steve. I I still think... think, Go ahead. I I think Mark Jackson would have took him to the championship the next at least the finals the next year anyway i don't think steve kerr like uh they weren't a championship team until steve kerr got there like people act like you know yeah they, i got you they didn't exist until yeah. 
I mean, Steve it's tough, Turner man. discovered yeah. them. No, for sure. I don't. I don't think. I I still think it's blasphemous that it's eighty percent. Okay, sixty. I'll give him sixty. Slightly. Okay, I can more. work with sixty. I still don't agree with it, but I can work with that. Yeah. Hey. Um. To, I think. I don't think he. I think Kerr had more to do with the offense becoming what it is than Jackson did. And and it's tough. It's tough to like really get into this because it was so long ago. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. Now. But but just trying to like picture it, I vaguely remember like the Warriors weren't as smooth as they have become, and they really oh, they didn't start not. they didn't start getting this smooth until Kerr got there. Like yeah, offense well, offensively. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they it wasn't until Steve Kerr it wasn't until Steve Kerr got there that they started breaking like single season passing records. On all that stuff, and and that means like that has value. Yeah, but that, that happens. You get better every year anyway, though. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're arguing like the. Was it them just getting older and better, or was it the coaches doing? Yeah, it? I mean, yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm sure both had ever, to do with it. Yeah, it's hard to ever even decipher that, but the point is, I think Mark Jackson was a really good coach, and. uh I do think he had some problems in the organization because I heard. I think I think he does deserve to be a coach, though. He was hard to control. I think they like to have some control, but unless you're the Clippers, where you just give the coach the, all the control. Yeah. But or or the Pistons. Look where that got them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even want to. Sorry, talk about sorry to all the Piston fan out there, Pistons fan. I don't even want to talk about that coach. Because he's one that I don't think should be coaching, but oh, dude, I'm not gonna get into that. Okay, <laughs> we'll save that for that another that coaching topic. It'll come up. I'm it telling will. you, man. The, the first two weeks, if if there's a team playing poorly, it just acts. You think the first two weeks someone's gonna get fired? I mean, I, I don't, th- I don't know. It, if somebody's uh, playing poorly, yeah. If if a team starts zero and four, zero and five, okay. I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think where would that be reasonable. You know what I mean? Like if the Lakers start like zero and seven, Luke Walton's gone. <laughs> LeBron, <and> LeBron, <laughs> LeBron is firing him mid game. <laughs> yeah, he is. And putting the suit on. Well, I, I don't think LeBron would let it happen because he'd just start coaching. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't think – I think they're much better than 0-7. I, th- I think they're going to be fine, to be honest. They're fine, fine. Let's get in – we need to get into that then. Yeah, that's, I didn't get a chance to talk about the Lakers. Yeah, define fine. I think LeBron – I liked what I saw from LeBron, but, I mean, it's LeBron, so – you know what you're going to get out of LeBron. Right. But I was surprised. Their defense needs a lot of work. And if if they lose a, a large number of games, especially early on, it's probably going to be because of that. Uh-huh. But I like – it doesn't look as crowded as I would think it would look. Okay. You know what I mean? No. Like they look, I think I do, Rondo and LeBron had a nice flow to, together. Uh-huh. I thought Ingram found a way to, and I thought it was really cool what Luke Walton did was kind of let he let Ingram play with the other guys 
and he let Ingram run the show. And I thought Ingram did a pretty good job both from what I saw on both occasions. Um, okay. Yeah, man, and I think the role players, I mean, they, they're going to do their jobs. You know, they, they, JaVale looks comfortable. I think he's going to be catching a lot of lobs, a lot of and ones. Just uh-huh. from, just from having the great players out there. So yeah, man, I, I'm surprised that they looked as comfortable as they did. Okay. At least the the main rotation guys. I thought the the ball was moving. They were getting good shots. Yeah, I still defense is really where I'm hesitating with them. Right. But I like what Luke Walton's doing so far. Okay. So like I said, define fine. All right, let's take a 20-game sample. So the first 20 games of the season, yeah, they're fi- if they're 12 and 8, they're fine. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'm I'll even that. say if they're 11 and 9, I'm I still think they're fine. Yeah, I agree. Just just above 500. I think that's a, definitely a uh, realistic realistic number for them. Yeah. I don't know, man. What else you got going on in the NBA right now? Real quick, oh, let me say this about the Lakers. I think LeBron will need to figure out how to not be a passer all the time. Because, like, I saw a couple times Rondo would hook him up for, like, an easy bucket, and LeBron, like, made another pass because that's what he's used to. Yeah. And it's not that – I mean, of course, everyone who's ever seen LeBron would expect him to – be like that right but he needs to figure out how to not because he has a really good assist guy one of the best assist guys of our time on his team now so I think LeBron will need to understand that he can just score now I don't think LeBron doesn't need to get 10 assist games on this team my thing with LeBron and just talking about what I saw the first couple games Dude, he's gotta like he's gotta get out of that. Let me hold the ball and take a long time making a decision. Yeah, because that ki- that kills it. Like that kills the rhythm of the game. It kills the rhythm, and he doesn't have the players to do that. I don't think. I don't think. Even if he had, you know, like a Cleveland roster, I still don't think that's the best way to attack. Oh, it's not. I think LeBron can, like, if LeBron starts playing on the move, and hypothetically, of course, this will never happen, but say you cut three minutes of his playing time, uh-huh. and he plays with a lot more energy on offense. I, dude, he'll be a, a monster. Yeah. I mean, who's stopping him if he's, you know, cutting off ball, if he's, you know, f- coming from across the post into a post-up, if he's running pick and rolls, repeatedly as the the pick and roll like the roll man right it just and it's it's so frustrating when he gets into that like let me just be the floor general i'll make all the decisions like like that's never gonna beat the warriors and i don't care if he goes to houston he's not gonna beat the warriors playing like that right and i i really hope they that doesn't happen if they're struggling early on you know what i mean yeah because if the Lakers are struggling early on, we all know that the story is going to be LeBron has no help. LeBron has to get the ball, shoot. every. He has to hold it for 20 seconds and then make something happen. 
They better not start with that no help trash again this year. Oh my God! Come on, <laughs> man. You, you know the, you know the this how the storylines are gonna be. Yeah, I know. They do that every, every year. LeBron every doesn't year. have help. Every single year. He can have Kyrie and Kevin Love out there and be like, he has no help. <laughs> and D Wade. Right. Oh, he has no help. <laughs> D Wade, D Rose, <laughs> no help. Three MVPs are on the team, and he has no yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it, oh, it does God. happen every year. I'm sick of it, but it does. It will. Ha- it probably will happen this year at least once. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited about the Lakers. Yeah, I am too. At the very least, I think they'll be fun to watch. Oh, they'll be fun to watch, yeah. And not just because the guys. I think, like, just looking at how they're going to be playing – yeah. I think they'll have some fun. I think so, too. I think they'll get a lot of points on the board some games. I think JaVale is due for some, like, 2010 games. <laughs> I mean, how many Dude. easy how many easy <laughs> dunks is he going to get? Like, there's going to be nights he gets, like, 5 to 10 just off – just 20 points off of, like, open dunks. I think he'll have Capella-type numbers. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do for twenty. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Javale. Just the way you be- worded it made it funny yeah. to me. <laughs> just uh, Javale is straight, man. He's just dumb as shit. Like, yeah, he's a he's a talented big man. He is. He's Still good, one of like, the most athletic big men. Like, oh, he was for that sure. First, one of the first of that new breed of athletic big men. You like know, him freak and athlete. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, his dumbest years had to be with the Wizards. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> Who You guys had uh, Eddie Jordan then? As a coach? Yeah. Mm. Who was the coach of – who coached JaVale as a rookie? As a rookie, I think Eddie Jordan. I think Randy Whitman had him for a year or two. You guys didn't have a lot of developed – being coaches <laughs> oh no i mean has anybody really developed him like i think beals is like the most developed wizards player i've ever seen <laughs> no i think Otto has gotten better well yeah but beal is the most developed oh yeah for sure yeah. but I, I thought Otto came in as a bust really did you do you not remember that first year when uh, paul pierce was lighting it up <laughs> yeah but i mean Otto Porter was nowhere to be found until, like, I mean, he was okay in the playoffs, I remember. How hard is it to outperform Paul Pierce, though, at any age? I I don't know, man. I'm not asking. I wasn't asking him to outperform Pierce. Yeah. But he was coming in there as a rookie and doing a whole lot of nothing. They didn't know what he – I I just didn't think they knew his game. I don't think he he knew his game. Yeah, maybe. Because he was, dude, he was like, I remember him in Georgetown. He was a borderline center in Georgetown. He played everything in Georgetown. Yeah. <laughs> Two through five. <laughs> Anything you needed to do, he did it. Because he could, I mean, he could really shoot. College, for yeah. college, he could shoot. Yeah. And he's become a really good NBA shooter. Yeah, he has. He's, he's, a, he's always up there in the percentages. Yeah, just, he just, like, when I think he's going to make it, he doesn't. And then I get, I, I got you. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. think he relies like 
he relies on other players to have a good game. Right, he does. So he's dependent on guys, and I think that limits him. Yeah. Well, you anyway, man. With basketball? No, I think we've talked about it long enough. Yeah, really long. Let's. Uh, congratulations to um, Drew Brees. Shout out Drew Brees, man. Yeah. What, what a was phenomenal the quarterback. The. Is, is it the yards or the touchdowns? I know he broke the yards. Yeah, it's the yards. I don't know if I, I he re, did he re, he reached five hundred right. Yeah, he's right behind Brady, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, the yard the uh, yards uh, like all time is what he broke. Yeah. Okay. He beat. Peyton. Yeah, I think this is this is a guy who, uh, early on in his career, he fucked up his shoulder, like his throwing shoulder. Yeah. In San Diego, a lot of people don't know he played in San Diego for a few years. Mm-hmm. When they were in San Diego, right? And he—he's a guy I always felt like had a lack of health. Well, yeah. not always, but often had a lack of health on his team. And uh, and not in way. Yeah, man. I I, I watched uh, like I watched Undisputed mm-hmm. uh, a lot and. <clears throat> I was watching it this morning, and they, they mentioned how, like, on his Super Bowl run, did you know that he beat um, he beat Kurt Warner, Brett Favre, and then Peyton Manning? In all, in that, all in that playoff run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. That's wild to me. All legends. <laughs> all Hall of Famers. Yeah. Three That's of them wild. are really old, though. But... Well, I mean, Peyton. No, Peyton was in his prime. How many? And, and, you said four, right? No, three. It was oh, Kurt, two out of Kurt three Warner. Were really old. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean, Brett Favre was still like, all right, but yeah, that's fair. They were good, but they were old. But yeah, um, yeah Brett was still. He was still putting them up. So it was no, Kurt. but but Breeze is great, man. Breeze is so accurate. I mean, he. He never like I I rarely see him make a throw where I'm like like what are you doing with that? Right. And I see I see Brady make those throws. I saw him make those throws against uh uh what was it the lost the the Lions. Uh-huh. Like I don't see I don't see Breeze doing that. And I'm not saying that Breeze is better than Brady obviously, but accuracy accuracy wise, I think he's one of the best all-time best. I yeah just I, just that attribute. I agree. I I can agree with that. It's oh, well, I'm not mad at it. I mean, I'd agree, but I'm not mad at that at all. It's also tough. Like he's six feet tall. Yeah. Like he's small. Like you, you see him on the field. He he looks small. Yeah. He does. So and and he's I mean he survived for so many years. I mean, has he missed a game in like the last ten years? <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, he's been an Iron Man. I mean, I was thinking about it. Like, dude, every time I catch the Saints, he's out there. Not only is he out there, but he's getting 300 yards and at least two TDs. Right. He's so, yeah, he's performing all the time. I will say, just just yesterday, uh, Redskins, I couldn't get a little more effort. Like, <laughs> Redskins, what happened? We. Redskins had a chance to upset the Saints and take take a, a quality lead in the division. Yeah. And they just 
they just I mean every NFC East team wet the bed this weekend but uh the Redskins were the only ones who got spanked right Giants were competitive the Eagles uh were pretty who do they play uh I don't, I don't know who the, the Eagles, Eagles play played. but they they were competitive uh I saw the Cowboys you know beat themselves in overtime yeah, but you, you you saw us developing our new quarterback, the Giants. <laughs> oh man, we had him out there getting some snaps. What do you think of Odell saying all that stuff about Eli? How he did you see that? What the interview? Yeah, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I heard some of the quotes. Which one are you referring to? The uh, you know Eli can't run, uh, okay. like. Catching all those shallow routes is cool, but I'm trying to beat somebody down the field. I didn't think he said anything. Nothing he said was false, but I don't think I he don't, went over the line. I do think he went over the line. Yeah. I I why? And the thing is, I don't, I don't think that it should be over the line. But it, it's like it's uh, uh no one does it, so it's like he shouldn't be the first to do it. I, th- I completely think the opposite. You think he said it at the perfect time? I th- I don't know if he said it at the perfect time, but I mean, the Giants are one and four. Yeah, they're trash. They suck. Like, so he's the now that he got paid, he's kind of like the the leader of the team. Right. He's the star. So. He's a star player. He's you know probably the best player, and and I think. He he criticized Eli, but he didn't go overboard where he didn't, you know, just say, oh, Eli sucks. Like, our quarterback situation's fucked up. Yeah. I think he offered an honest critique of what Eli has not done well. Right. I agree. And, I mean, I think I think he was wrong. I think he was wrong. Right. I, I think just because Eli is not mobile doesn't mean that they can't make it work. Right. Um, and honestly, I think the Giants, to an extent, are like you could say they're overreacting because they lost a couple of close games. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they sixty-three yard field goal. I mean, how many times can you count on that? <laughs> right. To win the game, so. Right. And I don't remember one of their early season games was was close. Yeah. Over. I one, thought they they also they could have beat yeah they could have beat the Cowboys. I mean, they didn't, but. And, and the game, like, wasn't crazy close. It wasn't, like, point for point. But they could. I remember watching it. They they had uh, their chances. Mm-hmm. My issue with Eli is that he just he just makes terrible throws. Makes terrible decisions or just bad throws. My issue with, e- with Eli is that Eli plays scared until they're already down by 30. Then he wants to start, like... he's He's got that, like, Big Ben syndrome. <laughs> Yeah, then he wants to start taking these risks and making these highlights when we're already getting beat. Like, if you want to, you know, take a risk and go for the win, do it when we have a chance to win. But he does it, like, when we're already lost. Like, you know, he's a good comeback guy. He used to be better, but, you know, the game's not over when you have Eli most of the time. Most of the time, but... If it's over, like, it's too late. 
Like, if he played that good the whole game, as he does when we're already getting blown out, I think they'd have won two more games than they did. But, you know, it's always too little too late with Eli. He makes a spectacular throw when it doesn't matter. I mean, the Giants are so fucked. Like, they are. If you think about it, their just roster isn't good. I mean, their quarterback, you know, isn't good. Their star player they just committed to is, you know, he's. Do I, am I relying on him to stay healthy and not get in trouble? I don't know. Odell? Yeah. Uh, right? I'm, I've gotten a good five-game sample size so far, but how long is that going to last? I mean, if if they continue to lose, does Odell stay quiet or does he go overboard and start saying things like, you know, Eli's got to go, coaches have to go, what's wrong with the offense, I need the ball more. Yeah, and, and back he, to his he, comments, I, I don't, you know, it's not that I think there was anything wrong with him. I just, my problem was the timing and the platform, you know, like normally yeah, – it wasn't the right place, time and place to say it, but I don't have a problem with what he said, but it just wasn't the right, like, when he said it, I didn't like. So, I don't think he said anything necessarily wrong, but the way yeah. he said it was is, like, the worst way to say it. I, I think, like, if he was to say anything, it was a good way to put it, so I guess I'm totally opposite, but... <laughs> I get what you're saying, yeah. And, um... Yeah, they suck, man. I mean, it's it's so fraught. Like, I don't want to start ranting, and cause they're your giants, so you should rant on them. But <laughs> I'm I'm ranted out, man. Yeah, they're <laughs> so fucked. They're so like just looking at them, you could just see there are so many things going wrong. It just it's it hurts, man. I will say this though, I like the Barkley pick more now than I did. Barkley pick is probably the only thing I like about them. Yeah, and I I think people are saying, like, oh, they should have picked a quarterback because the quarterback's not good. But, like, every year there's really good quarterbacks. Not every year do you have Barkley's come out in the draft. Yeah. Like, he's – it's more rare. I would go for what's rare. Every year there's a new good quarterback every single year. And how many quarterbacks were, like, good this year? Six? Five. Five? And how, how many, many running first, backs? I think there was I think there was five first rounders. Right. And how many just a quarterback. How many uh first round running backs was there? Like two? Yeah. And how many are we hearing about? One. <laughs> exactly. So I I, I like I the just, pick. People are like I don't like them people saying that it wasn't a good pick because Eli's not playing good. I think if you had to pick one, get the most rare, you can get another quarterback. Getting another Barkley is a lot harder. This, I mean, he's a he's a complete player too. Like he he could do it all as a running back. Yeah, and some teams are like three deep in in good quarterbacks. Just because we have zero, isn't good. But we can find another. That's all I'm saying. I I think people are acting like you know they should have picked a quarterback. All the quarterbacks are playing good, and you know now the worst part of the game is a quarterback, but. You know, it's just it's stupid to me. Like you remember, and if if we had the podcast going last year, we probably would have talked a lot about this. But you remember when they benched Eli? Yeah, I was. I don't know if I was in the mind. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I was in the minority, but I had no problem with like 
the decision to do that. Oh, I didn't either. Like, I don't have a problem with, you know what, Eli's not playing well, we're going to go to somebody else. Now, of course, there were problems that they they took Eli out and went to a, a bum. Now, there's like a proven bum. There's no point in doing that. But it's like, I don't understand why there's this defense of Eli or there's this, like, there's this belief that he'll get it together. Right. Like, I just, I don't see that happening. Right. But, yeah, man, like I said, that's all I got to say about the Giants. The Redskins are fucking trash, too. Redskins are, like, more mediocre trash, though. Right. The Giants are just trash. Yeah. That's true. That's really true, actually. NFC East, to be honest, looks really bad. (laughs) Eagles look hungover. Cowboys, you know, they're Cowboys, so they're going to find ways to lose. Yeah. Um, Classic. uh, And, yeah, we talked about Giants, Redskins. Yeah, you haven't named a good team to me yet. That's what I'm saying. And it, it used to be some of my favorite games. Like, Eagles-Redskins used to be shootouts. Like, Cowboys-Eagles used to be fun. Like, Giants-Eagles. Like, all those games used You're to be so... way back. <laughs> Not even, like, like half a decade. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Some anyway, of them, man. though, like, it's been a while. So the Eagles had a weird kind of... They've had a weird timeline to me. Yeah. Of, like, being really good... Garbage, really good garbage. Like, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl garbage. You know, it's like a weird kind of up and down they do. They're not garbage yeah. though. I, I take that back. This year they're not garbage, but yeah, they're they're they've taken a step back, but they've also had a bunch of injuries. Right. <sighs> yeah, man. Uh, that's all I got for football. You got anything? Yeah, else? I'll say the I'll say the two clear best teams are the Rams and the Chiefs. They they look right now they're the two smart like Super Bowl picks. Yeah. Cuz they look way like just roster wise they look way better than everybody and coaching to be honest. Yeah. Oh, uh, what, they look way better. What about um Ramsey versus Tyreek Hill? <laughs> that was cool, man. I I thought uh I, like I thought that. Ramsey won. Okay. I thought Ramsey won. I mean, the Chiefs won the game, but Tyreek Hill really wasn't a factor. Uh huh. Except I think maybe one or two throws, but for the most part, he was nowhere to be found. Right. But uh, yeah, I thought that game was more about the Chiefs' defense, like actually playing. Yeah, I agree. The Chiefs were four and zero in shootouts, all shootouts. Right. Well, maybe the Denver game wasn't quite a shootout, but it was still like a, a back and forth game. Right. Uh, yeah, man, and Mahomes only rushed for a TD. He didn't throw any, and defense just kind of picked up the slack. Yeah. I I like Ramsey more and more, though. Yeah, he, I, I do, too. Dude, if, if he's going to talk all this shit, and then he's going to go out there and play like the best cornerback, dude, talk as much shit as you want. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you're going to go out there and back it up every time, I'm shit, I'm not going to have a problem with it. Right. Um, is that it? What else? Football. Um, yeah, man, I think that's it. I mean, we'll we'll 
talk about football as the season's going on. Uh, yeah. Uh, looks like, well, as we're talking, the Red Sox are beating the Yankees. Another oh, L. Wow, they're playing. They murdered us yesterday. Their series is going on. I had no idea. Beat us sixteen to one yesterday, man. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a baseball guy, but I know the playoffs are going on. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> I don't want to talk about them. Um, NHL starting. You into that? Yeah, man. I, I caught um uh, the Capitals. Uh, Capitals came back from. They were down. I mean, they were down by like two goals, and they came back and won in overtime. Okay. I can't even remember who they played, of course, but it was a. It was like seven to six, too. It was a shootout. Oh, okay. I, I hadn't seen a hockey game that high scoring. Like, I don't think ever. Yeah, that's high. Seven. Is, yeah, seven. So. Just. I mean, well, six by itself is high. Yeah. Yeah. It was exciting too. He uh the same guy scored in a 21 second span. He scored two goals. Wow, that's fire. He scored two goals to send it to overtime. Uh and to then to send Cap- it to overtime, they're like yeah. buzzer beater goals. Well, no, it was with like maybe 3 minutes left. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was exciting. I mean, he got it. The first one was like really pretty. Uh <clears throat> the second one was kind of like a luck shot, but if you watch hockey, a, a lot of the goals are kind of rebounds or just kind of random tips. In right place, right time sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Crosby for all the Sidney Crosby fans out there. <laughs> he, he so overrated. Really? So overrated. Oh, man. That's I mean, he's right there. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'm an Ovechkin stan. Oh, that's what it is. And, and to an extent, I am because he's not only is he a team guy for like he plays for my team. He's from the same country as I am. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's I just they remind I feel me like, of like a Kobe Jordan kind of thing. Not I mean, not totally because it's not a best ever conversation all the time. But it's like I, a you know what I'm saying. If if I had to make a comparison, and I don't like to because hockey's totally different, but uh-huh. I would say Ovechkin is LeBron, where uh, where Crosby is like the he fits like that Jordan Kobe role, yeah. Because C- Crosby is just kind of like a finisher, right? Where Ovechkin has developed into uh, like a midfield player, all around player. Uh-huh. So I I just I think. I think the Capitals need more out of Ovechkin than the Penguins need out of Crosby. That's why I don't think Crosby's okay, as I, highly rated. But I, I also think saying. Crosby's much better winner. So, you know, yeah. in that case. Ovechkin uh, is all around more valuable, you're saying. Yeah. I get it, yeah. That's cool. Um, anything else? We're way over time. Not uh, yeah, way over I mean, time, but we're over time. Yeah, I haven't paid attention to soccer at all, so. No, nah, me neither. Uh, and then I heard some golf news, not really. What? Why do the college basketball teams play so early and then, like, not play again? <laughs> You're talking about the little, like, Duke preseason hat they had? Yeah. Why was and now they're so just, like, ago? practicing. <laughs> yeah. Now like I'm getting, like, ago. practice highlights. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. That's weird. I mean, it was some like I mean they they didn't play. They played a bunch of I think like overseas teams or something. Cause did they do that before like Midnight Madness? No, I don't think so. Midnight Madness was before that. That was a long time ago. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I like it. I, I'm hoping. I would. I kind of want. I know it's tough to ask because you know college athletes are already busy enough. Uh-huh. But I, I, I want maybe like another five games. Okay. Maybe like a five. That's all I ask. I'm not asking for eighty game season. You want a full obviously. thirty a year for sure? Yeah, guaranteed. Not even not counting like the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they get what they do like twenty two now. Guaranteed. And then, yeah, and a lot of the top tier teams play like thirty something games just because of like the tournaments and stuff. Yeah, the Maui, the uh, yeah, yeah. And I like watching those. I do too. They're exciting. A good, a good early season like gets you gets you amped for the for the year. Yeah, and I like that they the good teams play good teams before they have to play good teams because like you know most yeah. of the time Carolina plays like nobodies the first. <laughs> first four games but Maui they are forced to play like a Michigan State or something like that or Gonzaga I'm gonna need some comp from your schedule this year (laughs) if if Gonzaga runs through the fucking year again I'm not watching them in the tournament that's what Gonzaga and Butler do every year (laughs) well Butler I like Butler because I like what Butler like how they play but they also kind of just play nobody's they play like one good team and then no but butler plays butler plays xavier butler butler plays um marquette i feel like xavier is the good team i'm talking about who else do they who did they uh marquette's inconsistent sometimes they're good a lot of times i think they play gonzaga too sometimes anyway we're getting it's time (laughs) to move on i think (laughs) all right i'll i'll do the uh I got a transition song. Yeah. This, uh, you want me uh well, it's never mind. Uh I got a Luna George Cold Blooded Creatures featuring Bryson Tiller. It's off their Champagne Eyes EP. I'm not gonna lie, I just want your body covering bases. We want the same thing. No feelings, nothing lost it at all. We just said it was a that call. We're not in a movie. That's not what we do, there's nothing to lose. We're not trying to prove things. It's not that we do this. If you wanna tell me that I'm the one, just say it with the tip of your tongue. I'm not saying that we're out of hope forever.
George featuring Bryson Tiller. Uh, good track, good project. EP. We're we're waiting, Bryson. We're waiting. We are waiting, man. Like he keeps he keeps giving us these little, uh, giving us a little taste. You know, I like how their voices complimented each other though on that. Um, uh, real quick, I want to address one thing to the listeners that keep hitting me up, telling me. Rappers we should talk about like we're not we're not a rap podcast like we talk about other music <laughs> like I, I've been I've been uh, given a lot of suggestions of rappers that we should talk about but like I could see people who only talk about rappers talking about them yeah. we don't only talk about rappers or music no we don't we have a you know a large palette and uh, part of why we uh use this platform is to help people listen to the other things so you know just find new shit yeah the reason we don't talk about the rappers because we want you guys to check some other stuff out you know and it, chances are they're just not that good if we aren't saying anything about them not that we know everybody but <laughs> they give you give me no names off youtube like don't have a spotify like nah man they're not gonna be talked about on here so i just want to give that out to our listeners all right let's get into it man first what's first what's the biggest ti um i guess ti is the biggest well uh drip harder what do you want to go ti first oh no let's go kevin gates because we're a week behind on kevin gates Right, right, right. Kevin Gates, that's right. We mentioned him last week. And and you couldn't get through it, that's if, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, Not all at once. But <laughs> you did get through it? I did, yeah. What did you think? Any, any <laughs> other thoughts? It didn't thoughts? change much. It didn't okay. change much. Go ahead, you first. I mean, I, 
I gotta say, this might be a hot take, but I thought it was pretty good. I, okay. And, it's not a hot take because I've heard that a lot of yeah, people just I, like it. And I'm not a fan of his, but I like how he sounds. And I think I, I'm not gonna lie; I'm pretty sure this is my first project, like really listening to him. Uh huh. Um, and eight, of course, eighteen songs is way too much. And and, and some <laughs> of the stuff he was. Way too much. <laughs> Is way too much. <laughs> for him or for everybody? For him, I'm sorry. Okay. For him. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I just, I this would have been perfect with ten. I uh-huh. think. I, there, I, I mean, I like uh, uh, select songs here a lot. I really like the opening track. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I like the ridiculous, the third track. I'm gonna say three to seven, uh, three to six. I liked. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I like the the freestyle quite a bit. Um, I, like I like the Don't freestyle. Know. Yeah, I think for what he sounds like, I really thought it was good. I thought he, he stayed in his lane. He he stayed in his comfort zone the entire time. Mm-hmm. He really, I mean, I, there was one song that was a little preachy that I really thought was awful. But besides that, um, none of the songs here were like, you know, unlistenable if Uh that's a word and uh yeah he he sounds good he's a quality he's a quality enough rapper to where i think you could listen to him and enjoy him is everybody gonna love this no (laughs) are a lot of people probably not gonna like it wouldn't surprise me at all but i don't know man I, i think this was a good project all right uh like i'll tell you what Go ahead. Real, real quick, before we get, because um, I'm gonna forget. I actually remember we mentioned Kendrick and his yeah, yeah, yeah. Unofi- unofficial project. Yeah, I actually did listen to it, and I gotta say, man, for 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 all the Kendrick fans looking for shit to listen to, yeah. Um, and I'm not really like a Kendrick guy, but I, this this these eight tracks or seven new tracks, yeah. Uh, are all all sound really like old school like Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, yeah. Cause isn't and, uh, uh, isn't Loved Ones the J Rock record? Maybe I I don't remember hearing it, but yeah, I I, I think it's the one with J Rock and SZA. The the I think it's the same beat, but like you know J Rock went on in on it. Yeah, That's but I liked story. all. Maybe the Busta Rhymes song was wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I liked all the the opening three tracks were really good. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, but who do you want to get into first? Ti. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into Dime Trap. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. What do you want to do? I mean, I don't really have a deep dive on the album. I'll tell you what. Uh, I usually say like I usually preface an album if I was excited about it. Uh-huh. And I got to be honest, but this one I was not looking forward to at all. <laughs> what? And in NTI's defense, uh-huh. I'm a little nervous that because I had such a negative mindset, I didn't enjoy it as much. Uh-huh. Uh, but I just think TI has been on a roll of like awful music lately. Like like TI has been putting out not I'm not saying bad. It's awful. Oh, so it's worse than bad. It's worse than okay. some of the stuff Ti has put out, like in the past 
like five years uh-huh. has been has been significantly worse than what I'm accustomed to hearing from T.I. Uh-huh. And, all right, dime. Dime trap. Where to start? Um, you want me to start? No, man. I'll t- I mean, I'll say the opening track was atrocious. <laughs> I thought the opening track was just... <sighs> Atrocious! Oh, it was wow. the it was the opposite of everything I heard in Kevin Gates' opening track. Okay, there was it was so it was so slow and and that's not a problem if you know you you formulate an interesting song, you know of some kind. But Ti Ti wasn't even rapping; he was like kind of talking. I'm putting air quotes, but poetically, so. uh he was just talking the whole song and the hook was real preachy like the song went on for way too long it was really bad uh-huh and then the next song came on and it was way better like the next song came on in the opening like minute i was like wow laugh at him uh-huh. i was like yeah man like i like how he's flowing at the beginning here like he's going real fast like kind of aggressive with it kind of sounds old school and then the song got not very good like the song went okay then the next song was not very good then yo Gotti's song was next uh the young thug track next <laughs> amazing mr fuck up instant delete <laughs> <laughs> now now we we do get some uh. gem we do get some ge- i'll say before i let you go i'll i'll give my gems and and there are a few there are a few songs that I enjoyed here, from this point on. Uh huh. Keep keep in mind, listeners, we're six songs in. So you're starting at seven now. I if I have to start at seven just to find a couple of gems, I want I want to make this clear. That means your album sucks. <laughs> okay. If I if I if I said like oh seven to fifteen is fire, that's different. But that's not what I'm saying. Uh huh. And my gems are I shockingly I really like the Anderson Pac song. Why is that shockingly? You don't like Anderson? Uh, not really. Wow. All and right. and when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know. And then I came back to it. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoyed a lot. I gotta say, Hefe is growing on me. Yeah. Uh, and then pray for me. With uh, with Lucci. Mm-hmm. For all the Lucci fans out there. Um. <clears throat> And that's it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so. What'd you think, man? I, I thought this was a worse than disappointing project. Worse than disappointing. I mean, I named two songs, three songs. Yeah. Out of 15. And, th- and there was other songs where I just, I wanted to delete instantly. Right. The the Tiana Taylor track. Yeah. Delete. Uh, looking back. Oh. Delete. Oh. Get it out of here. What can I say? Get it out of here. I didn't mind. What can I say? Wait. Hold up. Wait. Actually. <laughs> Wait a uh, second. What can I? This is OG season. I mean, man, Dave Chappelle just. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Instant delete. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't know, man. Like, all the concerns I had about Lil Wayne's album. Yeah. I almost felt like I heard it here. Huh. I, I heard dated sounds. I heard, like, boring flows. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, a lack of a lack of creativity. You know, it just this album is so mediocre at best. Like at very best you could call this album mediocre. I can't I can't understand how anybody could say that this album is good. <laughs> All right. I got And this, this is coming from a T I I'm not a stand, but I'm as close as you can get to T.I. with when it comes to T.I. I, I believe like, it. I, I, I loved some of his projects. I absolutely love... Like, I think he has... Several of his projects are flawless. Several? Several. And, and some of them, like... Well, I'm sure one is probably a hot take, but... I feel like we either talked about it or... I'll, I'll just save it for another time, but... What's the hot take? Which one do you think is flawless as a hot take? Urban Legend. Urban Legend. Oh wow! <laughs> like I said, man, I'm not a stand, but I'm as close as you could get. <laughs> oh man, okay. But yeah, man, this album was such a like. It was so boring. It was ex- it was exactly what I expected to hear from Ti. I I'll say this about ti i really i really liked the meek record i liked the anderson record uh i didn't mind what can i say uh more and more i wish they didn't make um i just wish he didn't make the whole album i'm not a ti fan at all (laughs) right (laughs) i'm not a ti fan not even a little bit and um i shouldn't say that Cause that sounds like I don't like Ti. I do like Ti, but uh, just by no means am I a fan. Um, I liked probably four songs total, and it just sounded like he was trying. To me, this is what I thought Eminem would do on his record more than Wayne. This is okay, like that's fair. trying to prove something. Like Ti, no, don't you don't need to. Like it's done. Like just move on and just make music. Everything seems so boasty, kind of. Yes. Like a- why? There's no reason. Like, dude, that's what he's done lately, and it's like, it's not good. It's. It's not. I don't good. understand why he comes back to it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. It's not good. You're right. Um, so that I didn't like, and I've never. I don't even like most rappers who do that so that was weird um his chemistry game is kind of trash non-existent yeah i'm like i thought ti was good at working with others and he's just not i mean maybe justin timberlake needs to come help him out (laughs) (laughs) justin timberlake rihanna like where are they at yeah like i i just never thought he'd be trash at working with another artist and everything, like, even the one with Meek, it didn't seem like a duo. Like, no, it didn't. It seemed separate. Yeah. So that was. He did have a little bit of chemistry with Pac. Like, he was coming in, Anderson Pac. 
Yeah. He was coming in in the like the background of the hook. I really liked the little vocals he was throwing in there. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that was cool. I agree with that. And that's it, though. And the rest of them, I, there was just no chemistry. So I think that ruins all the ones with the hook. All the ones was with features. So really, the only one with a feature on it, only two, were Anderson's and Meek. And the rest of them, with the features, like... I don't know, man. It's like he didn't leave uh, Atlanta and like just sent the beats to everyone, and they like just did their verse, and he got it back. Like yeah. it, it just. I don't know, man. It, it just, wasn't. It, fr- it frustrates me at how mediocre to bad this album is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I feel like I feel like I, I feel like Ti is still capable of making good music. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I guess we're we're letting that one go. <laughs> Sorry, Ti. <laughs> I think he is. I just don't know if he. I don't want anything more than like eight. He needs to do the eight track thing, the Kanye style. I think I, that's all I want from Ti from now on. Yeah, man. This this short album thing it needs to become a trend. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, move on from Ti, man. Yeah, man, don't. This is like, I can't even listen to it again. I I thought to myself like, oh, I oh, like I, I was like, let me wait a few days and come back to it, and I did that, and I came back to it, and like three songs in, I was like, oh, I can't do it. I just like, there's nothing for me here. Yeah, I mean the Anderson Pac record will stay on my phone for a while, but besides that, nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at that, really. It's wild, so, but I'm not mad at it. So, we're getting to the comeback. <laughs> we're going to talk about the comeback first or the dynamic team up that came from nowhere? Which one? Dynamic team up. Low Baby and Gunna. <laughs> and all the, all the super fans are going to be like, yo, man, they've been. They've been putting this shit on Twitter that they're gonna release this in a like for for a while now. Whose comeback are you talking about? Oh, comeback is different. That's Mario. <laughs> let's let's do baby and Gunna first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you you listen to it? I did. I did. You go first with this one. What'd you think? I'm assuming our thoughts are probably gonna be similar on this one. <laughs> I just don't like them, man. Uh, to be honest, like I, I don't know what to really say about it at this point. Uh, I tell, I tell you what, real quick, my honest critique, like just cr- like critically, I thought Low Baby. I mean, he didn't. It wasn't much of a show, but I thought he stole it. <laughs> it was not much of a show. Is definitely right. Uh, and but I, I agree. did think Low Baby was a lot better. I agree. He was agree. hands down like, like I'm excited to see where his music goes because I really, I didn't really like any of their their solo songs or just when it was them too. Uh huh. Um, but but I I Lil Baby has some interesting flows that he could put forward that I did I didn't know he could do that. Right. I mean, he sounded he there was there was tracks where I didn't even know it was him at until you know I. Like listen closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I mean the the two the I I didn't the Young Thug song is kind of forgettable. Agreed. Uh, it it sounds more like a Young Thug song. Uh huh. It does. Then it sounds like their song. It does. It sounds like he gave it to him to me. Yeah. Um. I liked I liked the opening track. I did too. Uh, I enjoyed the opening track. Yeah. Lil Durk and Nav both uh like they don't they don't they're not featured a ton and I was hoping a little more from Lil Durk. Mm-hmm. But I thought they sounded good for what they got. I agree. And I mean, you know, the reason anybody's streaming this this uh underwhelming project. Jersey. <laughs> track number thirteen. And that was good. Yeah. But I mean, it's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. Yeah, but it's it's kind of it's kind of like thing. a, it's like a formulaic hit. Like you could tell from whoever made that beat from the moment that beat dropped. Like whoever was in the studio was like, we we got a hit on our hands. <laughs> now, yeah. why did they why did they choose to give it to this project? Right. <laughs> this that was a mistake. But I agree. No man, it's a cool song. I, I like Drake, man. He sounds good on it. He doesn't set the bar. He doesn't say anything crazy, but sounds good. Yeah, I agree. And I thought the other two guys sounded good enough for it to be an overall hit, not just a good Drake verse. Yes. So I mean, what else is there to say? It's it's, dude. I mean, if you've ever heard either, maybe not Lil Baby, but if you've heard Gunna, like this is exactly what. What you expect him to sound like is exactly what he's going to sound like. Yes. I mean, all the pro- the production here was so, so boring, so, like, expected. It's too similar to, like, there's no switch up in production to me. Like, yeah, this, yeah, the songs just blend in together. Yeah. It, and not in a good way, because it's the same sound. Yeah. That's... So... I mean, that's my point exactly. I don't know what else to say. Like... If you heard it, you heard it. It's exactly what I thought it would sound like. There's no surprise. Uh, you know, when I saw the names, I'm like, okay. Yeah, and I mean, there's nothing really to deep dive in. What, are we going to talk about the lyrics? Like, No, no thank you. No, we're not. <laughs> no thank you. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm done. I said everything I could say about it. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, let's... let's Go dance in the shadows with Mario. Dancing shadows. <laughs> I gotta go first because I have a lot to say. A lot to say? No, let me go first because I don't have. Oh yeah, uh, no, no, no. Go, yeah. Ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's not a lot, but it's like a, a few different things. Okay. Um, I thought the opening track was phenomenal. Agreed. I thought oh, it was so good. It's the it's yeah it's the one. It's by far the hit of the the album and. And the album is good. I'm not. There's no issue with the length. Yeah. Like the we've been complaining about every album being 15 plus. Yeah. You got 11 songs. None of the songs are too long. Like it it moves at a good pace. Yeah. But I mean, Mario, like one one hit, <laughs> one one hidden gem. That's all we can muster. <laughs> And then and then uh, ten R and B songs that every other R and B artist has made. Mm-hmm. I mean, I challenge a listener to, and and Mario's not the most like 
unique R&B artist. I get that. Right. But he's he's had like his own sound at least before. Here he I don't hear him other than the opening track. Uh, okay. I and, I'm rolling. And I just think because of that and I thought the second track was probably the worst track of the album. I agree. I don't know which, why it was again, so early. Uh, one of the go, worst, for sure. It goes to to sequencing, I guess, because putting the best and worst track back-to-back I thought was a terrible choice. Right. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of these songs are really, like, you could have them playing, but they're not memorable in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my other decent song that I enjoyed was Good Times. Mm-hmm. But that's just because it was like positive. I liked the energy. It put me in a good mood. Yeah. Besides that, I mean, none of these other songs hit me in any type of way. Yeah. Well, let me get. Let me uh, say some stuff about Mario real quick. Talk to me. R and B. Let me talk about R and B altogether. R and B has become so different. Because rappers are so good at making R&B now. That's one problem to me. It's it's not a problem. I take that back. It's not a problem. But for R&B, it's a problem. For me as a listener, consumer, I don't think it's a problem. Um, so when you're an R&B artist and you don't do anything special, you just, it, you just disappear. Because... You're just not special. And it's become like this cookie cutter thing. Like all you need is a slow beat, some whining in your voice and, you know, some rain and a tear off shirt. And you have an R&B song and R&B video. And Mario's hits have stood out, but his albums overall have had a similar kind of problem oh, for sure so i hoped that with the amount of time he's been gone he would come out with more i was hoping for if he gave me three gems instead of one <laughs> yeah if he gave me i would have been satisfied say, you're looking at an 11 track album just just from a listening perspective first song is fire then you go to song five and it's fire and then when you get to song 10 it's fire. Mm-hmm. And then you get, you know, the mediocrity and maybe one or two bad songs. And yeah, You're looking at a good that, album. One that, you know, you may replay every once in a while. Something like that. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And that is the problem today in R&B. And Mario just falls, you know, he's just going to fall into it. This song was good. And he'll ride it, you know. But I expected more of Mario. Not because it's Mario, but because of the time. Yeah, it was too long to come out with such a forget forgettable project. Yeah, when Justin Timberlake was gone for however many years, he came out with flames. Just flames shooting out all over the place. But, you know, they were gone like the same amount of time. Mario, you couldn't give me something? The production was all the same. The lyrics were very similar. Like, he might have wrote all the lyrics in, like, the same week or something. Like, he was in the same state of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. 
<sighs> Another uh, disappointment to me. Most definitely. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> uh, I think. Did you listen to anything else? I. Uh, I listened to Watch the Ducks album. <laughs> that is not what I listened to. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, Watch the Duck is, you know, often... Didn't he pop up on T.I.'s album? Yeah, they're on a couple of T.I.'s albums. They're on, I think, Pharrell's album. Maybe not. Pharrell's on their album. They do, you know, they have some good collab efforts. Uh, and they're weird, and I, I really liked how they were weird before. But now it seemed like this new album, Delayed Adulthood, is called. They tried to be more mainstream. And um, they kind of ditched their, uh, like, lo- original logo. Like, they, like, did a whole rebrand, and it's just not good. Like, there's nothing else for me to really say about it. It's not. The album is a nice change of pace for me. And I, I don't dislike the album, but I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. That's all. That's all I got with that. I don't. I don't need a deep dive that's, for that's it. That's fair, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I listened to a project, uh, a rapper by the name of Mozzie. Uh huh. I'm familiar with Mozzie. Gangland landlord. Okay. And I don't know why I listened to this because I had never heard this guy before. I never heard of him before. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, it just popped up. I don't know how I noticed it, but I decided, you know, I'll give it a chance. Some interesting features. I mean, it's not bad. I don't, it's just not, it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the some of the same criticism we've talked about for all these other projects. Is It's, I mean, he sounds, a lot of the songs, he sounds exactly like Dave East. Right. And, and Dave East gets like is repetitive to me and and dave east is you could say that he sometimes sounds like other artists we've went into some diatribes with that yeah so i mean again this is another 18 song project why is it 18 songs i don't know right um it's far too long of course again there's a few gems uh the school uh run it up with schoolboy q uh, Walk with a Limp, another uh, Lucci song that I enjoyed. And that's it stops there, unfortunately. Maybe the second to last track. But again, like if I have to look for a few gems, you didn't make a good album. Right. I mean, if you're looking for just hip hop, go to Dave East. I'd recommend Dave East over this. That's fair. Because this guy doesn't bring anything, like, different. to. I, I don't know if he's been... Maybe he's been around longer than Dave East. Uh, so I don't know, like, who came first or whatever. But he just didn't sound original at all. Okay. I'm not mad. I mean, that is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I got... Uh, go ahead. I got two more. One big one. Well, one, like, medium one and one real small one. I got two more, too. So go ahead. Okay. I'll give one. Uh, Emily Warren. Emily Warren. Okay. Who's that? Quiet Your Mind. Yeah, she's a singer. Again, I popped. I actually like ran into a little. <laughs> well, a lot. A lot of these, they're just like popped up on my iTunes. So I was like, you know, why not? Okay. 
You had some extra time. Okay. And and I don't download off iTunes for those for those wondering. Uh-huh. I just I I go on iTunes cuz it has all the music there and I know like all the stuff that I'm looking for. To scout. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, uh, 11 songs. Um and she's she's kind of pop. She's kind of like a poppy singer. Uh-huh. I would say um and I've heard her before on Chainsmoker Records. Uh, I might have heard her like in a random single here and there. <clears throat> and it's it's good. It's not great. Okay. But it sounds like it's early work. And I didn't. I probably should have done a little more research. But I don't know if this is her first project or if it's her fifth. <laughs> okay. But I'll say if it's a debut album, which it was for me because I'd never listened to her. Uh-huh. Is good start. Okay. She sounds she sounds really good now. Production didn't help in a few songs because a lot of the times she sounds good, but the production just kind of like just puts you to sleep because the songs are just for that forgettable. Uh huh. Um and yeah, it's I mean it's eleven tracks. It moves quickly, maybe thirty forty minutes. Uh, if it, it's I criticized um. You know, I believe it was T.I. for, like, sounding the same. Or no, uh, Lil Baby and Gunna. Mm-hmm. For it just sounds the same. Well, here, it's it does sound the same, but this is done right. Because the songs do shift in tone. Some of the songs, like, shift in just the overall sound. And there is enough of a difference, but it still moves smoothly the entire time. Right. Okay. And and I think a hit would have made this project a lot better, just like a definitive hit. And unfortunately, I couldn't find it, but I, I, I thought it was good, man. Emily Warren, I would recommend checking her out if you're looking for good vocals, especially. Mm-hmm. She's great. with. She sounds really good. Okay. I like that. What about you? What else did you listen to? You said two. Give me one. Um. Well, I listened to the Aluna George EP that, you know, I played my gym from uh uh are you familiar with Luna George I don't think so. that name feels like I've I've heard it before but I don't think I've listened to her she has some hits that people know like they just may not know it's her you know um mm-hmm. yeah her I really liked her last album I remember to me it was for me it was borderline flawless I liked everything on it and um, the first album was okay, and this EP just was it seemed experimental to me, and uh, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it either. So I don't have a uh, I don't have a deep dive really. Um, Faulty was okay. The Bryson Tiller record I played, I like that one. Uh, Superior Emotion is the single off of it. It's nice. And it's only six songs, so um, the other ones were just okay. It's different. They have a – I'm not sure what genre they are. I guess alternative. Alternative kind of just seems like a when in doubt alternative kind of thing. Um, yeah, man, she has a really nice voice. Uh, and they were a good change of pace, too, if you're not only listening to hip-hop. Or if you're only listening to hip hop and you want to check something else out, I would recommend Aluna George. Kind of dive into their discography. Um, 
It was good though. It was it was decent. Unless you yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of a lot of average music coming out. Yeah, it is. It has been. <clears throat> I guess it depends on what you're in the mood for. Right. That's true. But what was the last one? Tell me the last one cuz my last one's real short and I actually have like a lot to say about it. Well, mine is uh old it's old from 2017, but this is the first time I'm hearing it, right? And it's a rapper named Loot. He signed to J. Cole. Say it again. What's the name? Loot. L-U-T-E. Oh, okay. No, Man, was it impressive. What's it called? West 1996 Part 2. I don't know where Part 1 is. It's not on Spotify, <laughs> but... Man, was I impressed, man. It just, uh, obviously, J. Cole knows these guys well. And it, I, he was talking about Charlotte a lot. So maybe he's from Charlotte. He's from Charlotte. Okay. Shout out to North Carolina as much as I bash you guys. Um, <laughs> it was great, man. He has a J. Cole-esque flow. Had a little bit of... Um, you know how J. Cole likes to sing sometimes, like his own hooks and stuff? Yeah. He kind of does that, but like better to me. Kinda oh, wow. Like an Andre 3000-esque kind of thing, where he's rapping and singing, and he's rapping in the background of his own singing. Um, Now, I'm saying that relative, because he's not like a star to me. But for this to be the first time I heard him, I was impressed, man. To only have like 400,000 listens... I mean, he talked about some serious stuff, some real-life situations. Then, he, you know, he got into his bag, you know, little bragging stuff. He mixed this, it up. I like that. Yeah. It was a, if this is his debut album, great debut album, in my opinion. And it's one of those that, to me, I can't really pick single songs that I would, like, go back to. This the whole thing was good, like, together. Um, mm-hmm. Still slumming, I think, has J. Cole singing in the background of it. I think it was on, uh, is it the Revenge of Dreamers thing they did? Yeah, right. there's two of those, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one of those, he had okay. one of his songs is on there, and that one is good. Um, the first one, Morning Shift, I thought was really good. Get Up featuring GQ Slaughter. You know, you know the new guys have a bunch of random features. That oh, of course, I thought that was pretty good. Crabs in a Barrel, you know, short it was okay. A lot of the songs were short. It's only eleven s- songs. It was good, man. I I was impressed. You know, I didn't want to turn it off actually. Um, loot. Yeah, <coughs> loot. Yeah. And on J Cole's like late, what's what Dreamers right? Dreamville. Uh, Dreamville. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Uh, it's funny. Did you save it because it was by far the best thing you listened to? <laughs> uh, n- no. I just, I kind of didn't, I wasn't going to say it because it was old, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had to. <laughs> uh, I was going to okay. let it go because it was, it's 2017. I was just going to try to say all the new stuff, but yeah, I, I, I was compelled to do it because I thought it was that good, so. 
Yeah, well, I saved my last. Um, it was a, it's a EP. I saved it. It was very very good. Okay. By a name, uh, Mark E. Bassey. I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah, this guy. I've heard his name, but I, I don't think he's I've he's to popped him. up on G Easy tracks uh-huh. like here and there. Uh-huh. Um, and I I loved. I don't know if for those who remember, uh, probably not too many people, but uh, one of G Easy's like. One of his like his best project had a uh, song called "Some Type of Drug," mm-hmm. and and he was on there, Mark E. Bassey, and he was like amazing on it. Okay. Uh, and this popped up again on iTunes, so I was like, you know, I heard the, I've seen the name, and I heard him in other places a little bit. Okay. And it's f- five tracks, so I, I looked at it. I was like, I mean, five tracks. It takes fifteen minutes to get through. Right. And I was struggling because, like my reviews, everything else was, you know, disappointing. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, it was great, man. It's called Postmodern Depression. Okay. Uh, it's five tracks, man. They're, they sound, the opening two tracks are phenomenal. Uh, Treat Me So Bad and Supply are, they're, they're so good. Um, the g Easy track is, is, it's good. I mean, it's a little, a little bit different from the other songs, but I liked it. I thought Jeezy sounded good. I thought the the main guy sounded good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, and the last, the last two songs kind of kept the energy going. The the he has a real positive sound. At least he did in these songs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the topic of the song isn't you know just overly positive. Like he'll talk about something a little more. Like you know, romantic something romantic, that's not positive. But he'll the song, the energy of the song will be so high that you just like you're enjoying the music. Okay, I got you. At least that's how I feel about it. But yeah, man, it's five tracks, and considering how everything else let me down, I was so happy to hear something that I like thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. And it's been on repeat the last two days. I mean, I've. Everybody who's gotten in the car with me has enjoyed it, uh, and it's been like several different people. So, yeah, I would recommend Mark E. Bassey. Now he's an artist too, or is he just a producer? He he's an artist. Okay, okay. He has other projects out, and I, I went. I I don't know if I'd recommend his other projects. I listened to uh, one of his other ones. <laughs> that's also that, it's also short, so that's always a good thing. <laughs> but I listen to something recommend the other ones. I I like when I clicked on it, I played some of the samples. Uh and like, you know, iTunes has a little previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played some of the previews. I I didn't hear good things, so I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. Okay. But yeah, man, uh th- these five tracks, some of them will come back for gems. I I could guarantee that. Alright, cool, cool. All right. Um, I think that's it for for projects. Uh, there's some singles I, I touched. I touched some of the bigger ones. Okay. Like what? Uh, of course, tense. Oh yeah. I, I'm, it's forgettable. I didn't really. It didn't hit me like I, I guess I wanted it to. <laughs> uh, You're talking about yeah. Anderson and Kendrick, right? Yes. Okay. okay. Just, just for the just, listeners, I, mean, I knew what you meant. But, right, you know. right. My bad. You good? Yeah. Anderson Pac, man. I just, it's hard for me to, to. I'd never really connected with his sound. Okay. 
And I, I'm going to listen to this next album that's coming pretty soon. Yeah. Oxnard? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm going to listen to it, and I'll, I'll try to have an open mind. But it just he never really found found me like that. Okay. Uh, the other big, big single that I actually really loved was uh, Halsey came back with a song. Oh, all right. How was Without that? Me. Uh, the song, it's it's really good. Okay. It's, like, it's prime Halsey. Like, you know what you get out of, like, her. she plays to her strengths. Uh, the, the bridge, like, the bridge before the hook is really enjoyable. I thought her, I mean, it's not rapping, but maybe you could call it rapping. Mm-hmm. But her like verses on the song sounded good, man. I liked what she was talking about. She didn't, she didn't go overboard and talk too long. So it was a good, good production too. Good track. Okay. And of course, I mean, with with the good comes the bad. Uh, I listened to uh, "Stupid." <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I mean. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's 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 kind of it's kind of like it's almost a walking joke at how at how this dude can put out songs so bad and like people still fuck with him. Uh huh. And I'm talking about Takashi Six Nine <laughs> for those wondering, and uh, right. the song is called "Stupid" with two O's. Yeah. So that that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Oh, it was on all the stand. It was on purpose. Okay, you keep telling yourself that. Right. Um. <clears throat> no, man. I. I just. I mean, Bobby Schmurder was on there over the phone. Yeah, that was weird. That's cool though. I. I mean, it's good to hear Bobby Schmurder back, but. I just. This isn't what I wanted. Right. And and he's awful. Like, there's nothing. I mean, even with. Lil Pump, who I think is in the same vein, but there's something to Lil Pump sound where I could be like, you know, there's potential there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he can't. No, he can't rap. But when he goes for that sound, okay, like maybe I want to hear a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. I could say that. I could say that even about like Lil Yachty, who's atrocious. Right. But with with this dude, Takashi Six Nine. I hear nothing. There's nothing I hear where I'm like, you know what? Maybe he could do something with that. Nope. I don't hear that at all. Right. I mean, is anybody really surprised? Uh, I don't think so. I'm. I'm assu- you would have been far more shocked if I came in here and told you Takashi Six Nine put out a hit. Right. I would have. You're right. Um, yeah, and the last piece of music I touched on was uh, Lil Pump, Multimillionaire, with uh, Lil Uzi. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, the song, it had the makings of a hit. The beat is really cool. Uh, the opening is really, like, aggressive. But they they both kind of disappoint with their verses. hmm And I, I guess we're calling whatever that was a hook. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, it, it's tough. You really got to go searching if you're looking for good music that's come out recently. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's there, but you got to search for it. You're right. You are right. Did I miss any any big singles? I feel like I probably missed one or two. There's always one or two I miss. Um, I didn't get into many singles, so I'm not sure. 
If you did, we'll catch him next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's all I got, man. I don't, I don't have anything to look forward to next time. I'll I'll say real quick. I I don't know what's coming. I don't really know the schedule of like upcoming releases that well. Right. Uh, I'll apologize to Ghostface Killer. Uh, dropped the Lost Tapes. Uh huh. And I was actually I was waiting for it because I saw it pop up like a few weeks ago. And it, it's something because I mean this weekend wasn't one too stacked. Uh huh. But. Yeah, I missed it, man. It didn't really pop up on my on my page, so I, I didn't download it. And, like, after I came back, I found it, but I already had, you know, so many different albums that I was going through that I just didn't find the time. Okay. And I'll try. I mean, if if this upcoming weekend is going to be as pathetic as this past one was, uh, I'll definitely listen to it. Okay. Um, I actually missed a big thing that uh, I started listening to, but I didn't finish. But um, I wanted, I definitely wanted to bring to light is "Beloved" by Styles P and Dave East collab. Yes, yes, yes. I also saw this and ignored it. <laughs> yeah, I and I started it. I just haven't finished, so I I don't want to give any, you know, I don't want to say anything about it yet. So just on awareness to the other people and you know people who may kill us for talking about Davies and not mentioning it uh yeah I know about it I just haven't finished it so I haven't digested yeah, it and yet. I just want to tell the listeners I openly don't care about it it's like well, that's fine no I'll, I'll probably wait for if if you give a good uh good thoughts on it I'll probably check it out yeah okay okay all right I'm good you done how you feel about uh real quick the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper like oh god soundtrack album <laughs> you gonna check that out I am not gonna you check got that out. <laughs> I'll check you that, got out that one right after I finish Lenny and Jason Mraz <laughs> yes now we're getting down to it that's ex- when I finish Come on, Lenny man. Kravitz Jason Mraz I'll get to the Lady Gaga <laughs> Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I kind of want to see the movie. I I will say that. It's a remake, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm hearing good things about both of their performances. And I don't know, man. I feel like I haven't seen a good, like, like romantic movie in a while. I agree with that. Like a romance movie. Like, I haven't seen a good one in a while. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't seek them, like, every weekend, but. Right. I mean, honestly, when was the last time there was... I, I hate that I have to use this, but... um, What's the Ryan Gosling movie where everybody cries? <laughs> the, the romantic the movie. Notebook. Yes. A great movie, though. Great. <laughs> it was great. But, like, when was the last time we got something like that? It's... Uh... You gotta go... I feel like you have to go... Of course... The, the super movie fans are going to be out there like, you guys are missing, like, this movie. Like, come on, I don't care. Yeah, no. We really don't <laughs> care that much. <laughs> we no. are asking each other, but we really don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's been a while. I know that. Plus, this is, like, the first movie that's really getting Oscar and award, like, noise. I know, early, too. Yeah. 
Oct- like October. I mean, that's. Uh, also, what's the other big movie that I missed? Um, I'm still planning on seeing it. What am Venom? I saying? Yes. Yeah. I didn't make Venom. it today, but I'll make it eventually. Yeah. Uh, Probably next Saturday. As I told you off air, I had other yeah, pressing yeah, matters. Yeah. Uh, did you see how much money it made opening weekend? Nah. It broke the record for October. I did see it got a record. I didn't know what the record was. That's interesting. Yeah, it it was the biggest domestic opening for a weekend ever. Wow. $80 million. That's crazy, man. It's crazy because the critics are shitting on it. Right. That's what, that is like what unanimously. A lot of people I'm seeing online are saying it sucks. Everybody said it's trash. Yeah. That's cool, though. Uh, I, I give Tom Hardy my $14. Mm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Mad Max supporter. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Bane supporter. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> no, nah, Tom, Tom Hardy's great, and I do want to see it. Just I don't want to miss out because apparently everybody's fucking seeing it. I know, right? I'm, I'm kind of sick of that already. And I like to think of myself as like a 80% audience, 20% critic uh-huh. when I watch a movie. Because I'm a little more like in detail about it than a lot of people. But even even like before we were doing the podcast, I was kind of going into depth about like movies I liked at least. Yeah. So. But yeah, man, are, are we getting back on our schedule? What do you think? <laughs> I, could, I, I could go Wednesday nights now, by the way. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about that off air. All right, sounds good. All right. Uh your gym you want to introduce? Not really. I'll just let him play today. All right, cool. Yeah, I
That was a good record. Really good record. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we're going to get back on the schedule um, soon. Um, yeah, I want to thank all the listeners out there, man, being patient with us. We go through, you know, we have lives. We go through some things. Uh, as, o- as always, we're going to end it on a throwback and uh we'll see you guys next time
expensive taste test. Oh, girl, you know you dangerous. Chanel 5 in the new bins. Please don't make me chase it. These cameras, these new friends. Let me make you famous. Don't tell him I'm nothing for your love. I'm hustling. Yeah.